0: From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. It's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. This is the PKO Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Carl.
1: And I'm Dana. We're very excited to have a super special guest today. Wisconsin Attorney General Josh Call is joining us. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. On our 100th episode.
1: Happy... Happy 100th episode anniversary. Um, That's awesome. And happy Safer Internet Day today. It
0: is. Yep. Big day for us. Yeah. So what kind of safer internet joke do you have? (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) No. (laughs) I picked one
1: especially for you guys today. All right. What group of people always had the highest cell phone bills? Um, I have no idea. The Romans.
0: Oh. Because they're roaming. Because they're roaming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's move on.
1: Check. <laughs> All right. I think they're funny. Okay. So, <laughs> Safer Internet Day, February 11th this year. It's a national push, and the National ICAC Task Force is um, really doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, so, hopefully, you had a chance to take a look at some of the, um, the live streaming and the different resources and stuff that were being pushed out that day. But... We've got resources available all year long, and we're going to be talking about some of that stuff today.
0: We sure do, and uh, it's going to be a little bit stat-driven, so uh, we hope not to bore you too much with the stats, but they're huge stats. They're important stats. They're things that we have uh, accomplished and things that we can accomplish uh, more and things that we're set out to accomplish, so um, yeah, it's a big thing.
1: So we thought we'd kind of start with a kind of year in review of some of our big numbers from 2019, but Josh, I know that... Um, there are a couple of things that you always like to touch on when we're talking about ICAC. So do you just want to take a couple seconds and talk about kind of the awareness of the issue and that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, National Awareness Day because, you know, one of the most important things that we need to continue working on and that this podcast contributes to, and that so much of the work that um, our Internet Crimes Against Children and Human Trafficking uh, Bureau does is to raise awareness about this issue because kids are online online. All the time these days, and making sure that kids know about what they need to do to stay safe online, making sure that parents know and that teachers know, uh, is a critical part of keeping our kids safe uh, in the current environment. And um, that's something that we need to keep working on. And so, you know, this is the I believe the only um, online safety podcast um, going right now. This is the one hundredth. Uh, episode. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But more efforts like this to raise awareness um, like National Awareness Day um, and through trainings, presentations, um, online resources, modules, um, those sorts of things are, are a critical piece of what we need to do to fight um, Internet crimes against children. And, and then the second big piece of it, which which, you know, from your day to day work is making sure that we're uh, we have enforcement resources in place. The the number of tips that we receive has gone up significantly over time um, regarding uh, tips about internet crimes against children that we received from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And again, that's not a surprise. Uh, people are online all the time, yeah. and criminal activity has shifted online, and making sure that um, we in law enforcement respond to that is is critical. And and I know that um, you know at, at the Division of Criminal Investigation at DOJ, we're on the front lines of that effort, uh, but making sure that that's something that uh, legislators and the public know about so that we're making sure we have the resources there and that we're partnering with agencies around the state of Wisconsin is going to be a critical part of staying ahead of that issue and, and working to prevent those crimes before they happen. So thank you for the work you're doing.
0: And one thing with technology is, is trying to just at least stay with it. We're never going to get ahead of it, but at least staying with it, you know, a few of our uh, episodes ago, quite a few are actually uh, we talk about the, the students with their, um, you know internet their ability to overcome school internet and get on their own way uh you know with the virtual private networks and things like that and the apps that they can then download it's almost a, a 24 hour a day problem that we run into um you know with parents leaving these kids have their phones in their bedrooms and bathrooms and you know who knows what else they're getting onto and so it is critical for us to try and stay with it try to stay at least parallel That's uh, smart. Uh, at, our, at the most
1: our number one rule isn't it no phones it, it in the is. bathroom
0: i, I think <laughs> a lot of parents are are like
2: me where uh, you know they they learn about a technology only after kids have moved on to a newer technology yep. sure yep. um and you know making sure that uh, we stay uh, aware of, of what technologies kids are yep. using and that teachers and others who interact with kids are aware so they can yep. help keep kids safe is critical
1: absolutely yeah that proactive piece is huge and you know we did have we had everything grew last year our cyber tip numbers grew our arrest numbers grew our outreach numbers grew so the the proactive piece is huge we want to be having those discussions early and often with our kids absolutely. Right. because they're always connected you know from toddler age now we're kind of giving them um, some tech to connect with so that's a really good piece to remember that that we can have those discussions earlier than you think and right. they're a lot easier if you start at that young age. So consider that. Um, if you've got the young ones in the house that maybe have a tablet here and there, or um, if you're starting to introduce them to Roblox or something like that, right. um, you can start talking about pop-ups and, and what's safe to um, what's safe to respond to, what's safe to share. Right.
2: Yeah, and this is an issue here in Wisconsin, um, around the country, and around the world. I mean, last year, uh, over 2,600 cyber tips just from here in Wisconsin, uh, referred to us. I mean, compare that to just 2016, just a few years ago, it was a little over 1,600. Mm-hmm. So it's increasing and it's a problem that is is here and it's it's everywhere, frankly. Making sure the kids are educated about that and that parents are is gonna help us uh, avoid the, the dangers of, of those internet crimes.
1: Absolutely, and teaching them what to do too. Like if something comes up, if there's right. something inappropriate or that makes them uncomfortable, who can they talk to, how can they report it? Um, cause that's how we get a lot of these cyber tips. So it's great yep. to kind of empower our kids with those, those actions they can take.
0: And we've talked about the initial, you know, shock it, you, as a parent, you look at your child's phone and you're like, Oh my gosh, what, what just happened? you you're, you sent that out or you got this pick. So there's that few seconds of what do I do? And it's so easy to come down on them. And in all reality, they just victimize themselves or they, they are a victim of something and, that initial discipline, I guess, for lack of any word, isn't really the appropriate response. Yeah. You know, we're here with the DOJ to help mitigate those problems and to help make it right again, to help give them the face they deserve to have. Uh, so, you know, any advice that we press out with parents is don't freak out, just. Try, try, try to try to your best not work to work through out. <laughs> this. Call us, you know, we're available to help yeah. and let's get to the bottom of it. Somebody created this problem. Most of your kids are doing the right thing at the right time and they have good intentions mm-hmm. and somebody out there in the world are creating this problem for them. So whether it's another a fellow friend or it's a predator that's somewhere, uh, somewhere else, And that's what we do to help stop that. So, uh, you know, just a word of advice on that. We can't hit on that enough, too.
1: Yeah, kids make mistakes. It's not that's not their fault that these predators are doing this.
0: And when
2: I was a kid growing up in Wisconsin, you know, the the message was that you shouldn't talk to strangers. Right. And that's certainly a message that we need to keep getting out to kids. But now um, there's this online online. danger as well. And so making sure that the same messages that we would apply in, you know, person to person interactions with our kids um, are being applied to the online setting too, is an important part of making sure we're keeping them safe.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah. So um, one of the things that we do want to make sure people are aware of uh, as we're talking about the importance of of these discussions with your kids and kind of the basic internet safety message, um, we do have a collaboration with the Department of Public Instruction in the state um, with the Interact module, the basic online safety module, and it's been released in Spanish now. So it's been translated, which is fantastic. Um, So you can check that out on our site, uh, protectkidsonlinewi.gov, and we're looking forward to new iterations this year um, that are a little bit more specific on oversharing and possibly even human trafficking safety and that kind of thing.
0: Because human trafficking is real on the internet, just like uh, internet predators too. And when you look at being groomed for a potential sexual assault of a child or, you know, you're, sexual predator your common terms and stuff like that is the same type of language and verbiage that's being used to recruit your children for human trafficking too they almost go hand in hand and and in part that's why our bureau is the internet crimes against children and human trafficking bureau uh because they they do go hand in hand and it's uh I don't know how to describe it. You shouldn't lose sleep at night as a parent be worrying about this stuff, but then again you should be, you know, vigilant and protecting your kids and making sure they're not on there and the same apps that are are being used like TikTok and Snapchat and even Facebook which most kids aren't on anymore but uh are all being used by uh human traffickers and trying to push that uh, their agenda onto these kids in recruiting too.
2: No, and as, as we were talking about before um, we started recording, you know, the the average age of a kid who is uh, recruited into human trafficking is 12 years old. Mm. And so parents who are thinking about internet safety, that's a, a part of what it, you know, what what we need to make sure we're guarding against. Um, and, you know, you mentioned uh, the the training modules. And I, one of the things that Um, that you all have done and I think is absolutely the right way to go about raising awareness of this issue is to take sort of a layered approach where um, you are, you know, directly providing presentations to to people over 600 presentations in 2019 Mm -hmm. that reached almost 30,000 attendees, public events and awareness, um, over 200 of those events with over uh, just over 3,500 attendees, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, communicating with people online through a podcast like this and then doing a training module so that kids, uh, in schools are are getting the information that they need to stay safe.
0: And I think that's one of the most important things is, is getting the information out to the schools and getting the teachers aware of it. Because let's be honest, I mean, their kids are at school, whether it's sports related or, or classroom related, they're there more than they're at home. Sometimes, Mm. you know, they're at home sleeping for most of the time, you know, that by the time they get home eat supper and next thing you know, they're in, in bed. So, um, not to push a lot onto the teachers more than what we already do but it, this is another thing that um you know it's so important for the teachers to be aware of
1: well and hopefully they can pass it on to the parents too um right. that they you know for their their kids that they've got in class but speaking of different platforms Carl since you mentioned those I'll ask you since you don't have this stuff up in front of you no oh boy <laughs> what do you think that our top reporter was in 2019 for cyber tips
0: top brigiggle
1: oh, interesting no. Oh. <laughs> so Gaggle is a company that works with schools um, to report uh, uh, violations, terms of term violations school. on school. I thought emails.
0: you were segueing into ah, that.
1: No. Um, no, but that's interesting. So Facebook was actually our top reporter.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that.
1: So I know. <laughs> I know that it's not a popular one for kids anymore, it isn't, particularly, no. but we do have a lot of communication happening on it yet. So,
0: Well, in my experience as an agent working the human trafficking cases, um, Facebook Messenger is mm-hmm. the top uh, platform for traffickers to reach out uh, because, you know, Facebook now has those two different apps, the Messenger and Facebook, and they're not, well, they kind of work together, but... Yeah. Um,
1: and I think that's the case with these two. Yeah. I think most of it's through Messenger, but...
2: So if you're a parent of young kids and you want to learn more about these technologies and what what advice you need to be providing your kids, what what's your recommendation for somebody who's wants to sort of get get up to speed on this, wants to know what it is they should be doing to make sure their kids are safe?
1: So we have a few. That's a great question. We have a few basic things that we um, recommend to people out there. And one is to set some of those basic rules. Right. So set your tech Uh, safe zones and tech safe times in your household. So maybe all the phones go on the kitchen counter at 8 p.m. Or, you know, no phones in the bathroom, like we talked about, no phones behind closed doors. And that can set a nice safety boundary at home for you. And they can kind of build on that. If parents can set up parental approvals on their kids' phones, that's fantastic. Because then they know what their kids are downloading, what they're interested in downloading. And the parents can do a little bit of research on those apps and have directed conversations about how their kids are going to be using those apps. And then we recommend that they kind of take a look at some of our partners out there, like Common Sense Media is a fantastic one. They can do some research on their own about those apps, find out what other parents have to say about them, what the risks might be, and get some ideas on how to talk to their kids about some of the safety stuff within that. So those are really good ways to kind of set a basic foundation. And then that gets them used to having those conversations with their kids. And it can become more of a regular thing for them.
0: And I don't see a need for a phone in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one for me.
2: Well, and I, you know, I, I, one of the things I think is important, too, is, and this is, this is good parenting advice regardless, but this is an additional reason, is, is be active in your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Talk to them about what they're doing because... Yeah, you, know, you mentioned human traffickers before. I mean, one of the things that we know that traffickers do is they target people who they think might be vulnerable yeah. and they try to isolate them from their parents and others. Yep. So they can cut them off from others and uh, and making sure that that doesn't happen, making sure your kids uh right. you know, uh stay stay um and have conversations with them about what they're doing, what's going on in their lives is that's a good sort of first line defense as well.
1: Yeah, and our the, our online lives are such a huge part of our lives now that we can't discount that. That's a part of everything that we're doing, so it definitely needs to be a part of the conversation.
0: It really does because it's it can happen in an instant, and that's the scary part about it. In it, in it, and even with a uh, you know a traveler a predator that will come, you know, when you we we have here in Wisconsin Alicia's Law, and when you listen to uh, Alicia. Yeah. Say her last name. I, I don't want to murder it. Katzikevich. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, when you listen to her story, it's scary mm-hmm. because it's just a, a normal kid that seems to have a good life that just took the wrong turn and, you know, kidnapped. And yeah. it's it's crazy. And the good things that have come out from Alicia's Law here in Wisconsin have been amazing. Um, so uh, to continue those efforts and the funding and the, and the resources that are provided from that is uh, detrimental to the success of our task force here and mm-hmm. in, in, in ICACs nationwide. Our ta- our task force uh, even goes out nationwide and does presentations. You know, we I was down in Dallas uh, this last year, and and a few of our other agents are down in Atlanta and in Seattle, and we we travel the country doing you know spreading our word from what we do here in Wisconsin. Not to sound arrogant or uh, <laughs> you know, but we I think we do a good thing.
2: Well, uh, Alicia has you know turned her horrible experience uh, into. Uh, using that to become a spokesperson mm-hmm. for the importance of fighting against internet crimes against children. She was advocating uh, in support of our our request in, in this year's or last year's now budget uh, for additional positions to to help fight internet crimes against children. And she's working to raise awareness. It's, it, it, she's been a huge advocate. So, um, and you know, the other thing um, I was going to mention is, um, as we, as we think about, um, how we work to address the challenges that victims have faced. Um, I know that you're doing some innovative um, uh, work with, with victims here in, in Wisconsin, and i would be interested to hear you talk about that. And I think what the work that you're doing emphasizes is that once somebody is a victim of this type of crime, it's not just as easy as uh, solving the crime and putting the person behind bars. There can be uh, lifelong impacts from this as, as images remain on the Internet, Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about what what you're doing with with victims?
1: Sure, yeah, and we've got a couple of different things we can talk about, I think, from both the ICAC side and and the human trafficking side. So ICAC is really excited to kind of branch into this victim services piece in a specialized way this year. Um, We're adding some positions so that people can work directly with child victims of ICAC cases, not only on just recovery and psychological health and everything that way, but also in um, making sure the images get removed from the Internet. Because it's, it's very common for us to think we've got everything and then they start popping up again yep. because people are, are unfortunately saving yep. and trading and, and that sort of thing. So um, these positions are going to be there to kind of help guide that process of getting stuff scrubbed from the Internet. And then our, our HT team, they are doing an amazing job partnering with victim service organizations throughout the state.
0: Yeah, there's several uh, different organizations that we partner with. Almost in each county in our state has somebody that we can go to, and and those victim services uh, follow our uh, our victims throughout and even beyond the case too. In in fact, um, I know my supervisor Ben. He had a really cl- a good case that was close to them, and and. Uh, and he still is in contact with his victim of that case, too, to this day and brings her in to do presentations to make awareness better, too. So uh, it, it you shouldn't take them as personal as what we do. But these are such intimate cases mm-hmm. because they affect you in such a, a diverse way um, that. You do develop these bonds with these victims as a as an agent, as an investigator, and, and you want to make sure that you follow through with it. So, um, they, it is very very crucial the the victim support side of things to our uh, to our cases.
2: Well, and it's you know it's one of the it, this this just highlights the important role that victim advocates play in in fighting crime generally and in fighting internet crimes. Um, In particular, and it's going to be one of the things that we focus on in in the upcoming budget is making sure that we're providing the resources we need to victim services um, here in Wisconsin. Because, you know, some of these crimes, as as we were just discussing, that that once the crime has happened, the impact of that on victims can last a long time. And having people who can advocate for victims who have expertise in how you address these issues is, is really important. It also helps you from an investigative and a, and a prosecutorial standpoint sure. because once victims feel confident that their uh, challenges are being addressed, uh,
0: that can help empower them to to cooperate with law enforcement.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I had a major case uh, where the uh, suspect in the case, the trafficker, got 30 years, and the it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the victim services that came in to help. Uh, our victim advocate group, Uh, And she was a a drug addict, uh, alcoholic, you know, just imagine yourself being sexually assaulted 10, 12 times a day and having the pain to go through with that. Um, She wanted nothing to do with court and and nothing to do it. And it was a fingers crossed. We proceeded with our jury trial and the prosecutor and I, you know, we he said hopefully this works out and the advocate group said don't worry don't worry don't worry and they had her in a business suit a nice uh because of course she her trafficker made her cut her hair it was bad deal so they had her in a nice wig so she looked very very professional she got up she was proud she didn't look at him she listened to us and we ended up getting 30 years on the guy
1: that's
0: awesome and um it was a huge case for us. It was a huge win, and it wouldn't have been done without victim services, without yeah. the advocate group that we had. There's no way we would have been able to do it.
1: That support is just such an amazing piece. And if people are looking for resources, our Office of Crime Victim Services has a lot of resources on their website, um, on the Wisconsin DOJ site, too. So that's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we didn't prep this question. I don't want to put you in the spot. But to close, <laughs> what... Are your, what is your vision, I guess, uh, for the future of ICAC Human Trafficking in Wisconsin?
2: Well, uh, you know, one of the things we focused on in, in this most recent budget was um, making sure that we had modern tools in law enforcement to fight modern crimes mm-hmm. and using modern methods. Um, and to me, that means, first of all, paying attention to how crime is, is changing. You know, one of the things that we are seeing more of uh, certainly is crime over the Internet. Internet crimes against children is a big part of that. There's also, you know, we all get uh, we all can't count how many how many robocalls we all get or how many spam emails we all get. Um, Technology is being used in a lot of different ways to. Um, create crime. Those those robocalls, of course, sometimes can lead to efforts to defraud people. Mm-hmm. Um, but so making sure that we're we're thinking about um, what it, what it is that we're facing in a criminal standpoint that's different from what we were, whether it's hacking or or other crimes, making sure that those uh, those areas that are responsible for responding to it, including our Internet Crimes Against Children team, have the resources that they need, and that includes having technology that that they need. Uh, is an important part of that, and then making sure that we're using modern methods, making sure that we are establishing strong law enforcement community relations. Whether that's uh, through you know public meetings where we have uh, you know uh, public listening sessions, whether it's doing what you're doing, which is reaching out, uh, to giving presentations to to people where they live, where they go to school, so that we can provide critical information to help keep people safe, and that if people are the victims of crime, they have uh, they know who to contact and they have that relationship already built in. I think that that's a critical part of, of how we keep um, building on what we've done. And so I think we need to, to keep doing that. We need to keep investing uh, in those areas. And so I'm hopeful that uh, we'll see continued support um, as you work to deal with more uh, cyber tips. We'll see continued support for fighting internet crimes against children uh, in the budget. and And I know that you all are going to keep working hard to relentlessly pursue these cases.
1: That's awesome. That's like the best wrap up that we could have possibly had from that, I think. We we go
0: anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: we had a fantastic 2019. We're going to have a fantastic 2020. And as always.
0: Stay safe. Thanks for having me.